Hi there, this is Donna Bordeaux with Campground Accounting, and you're listening to Campground Compass, the show dedicated to campground owners in an entrepreneurial mindset who seek to grow and expand in the wild and wonderful world of business. Welcome to the first episode of Campground Compass Podcast. I'm here with your host, Donna Bordeaux. Hi there, and I am here with Zach Bordeaux. <laughs> Um, you want to give a little introduction, maybe? Sure. I'm Donna Bordeaux of Campground Accounting. I'm a CPA. I've been in practice for about 26 years, and our firm specializes in working with campgrounds. We want to help campground owners all across the United States be able to manage their business, to grow it to the point they want to grow it, and to minimize the impact of taxes. Yep, and I'm Zach Bordeaux. I'm the producer of this podcast. Um, all the video editing and stuff, most of that is me. Um, I'm the one that actually came up with the idea for the podcast. Uh, I do a lot of our social media marketing and that kind of stuff for campground accounting, as well as the bigger firm, which is Calculated Moves. Um, so yeah, I help out with all that kind of stuff. So I'm here on the first episode to kind of help get us kick-started. Uh, I know it's been a long journey getting this whole podcast thing set up, so um we've got all kinds of new cool contraptions that we can use we got actual lighting which is great we got a camera which is also great um we got a heck of a room in here now we got our logo up on the wall on the first episode what other podcasts can you tell me that has the logo on the first episode well and let's talk about where that logo came from yeah um let me give you the little backstory of why we're here doing a podcast i've been doing videos on youtube and our blog for a long long time all because zach said hey mom you ought to record some videos that would go over real well and that would help get the word out well then zach had another brilliant idea and he said you ought to maybe try a podcast it's pretty popular it's another method to get the word out about campground ownership and how campgrounds work and how campground accounting can help campgrounds and so he started out by telling me, well, maybe we could just take all the audio from the previous videos that you did and turn them into a podcast. And I said, well, that sounds good because that doesn't really involve a whole lot of time and effort. (laughs) Well, that kind of morphed into a bigger idea because most of my videos are going to be five to 10 minutes at most. So those would be pretty short and little bite-sized podcasts. So Zach said, hey, we ought to interview some people. We ought to maybe do some longer format, too. Mm-hmm. So that led us to the journey. And then <laughs> we decided, well, heck, this thing's going to have a life of its own. It's got to have a name. So we were brainstorming some names, and Zach came up with Campground Compass. And we liked that, a little alliteration with the letters of mm-hmm. the Cs. And it made good sense because mm-hmm. it's guiding campground owners and people who want to join the industry. So love the name. Had a new logo designed for it, and here we are. <laughs> yep, yep. And as you can see, we have our whole setup here. So um, excited to be here and excited to finally get us going. Yeah, yep. and we hope to bring you some guests from within the industry. We've got some exciting things planned uh, to bring more information for campground owners and for campreneur wannabes who are ready to or thinking about buying mm-hmm. or building a campground themselves. Yep. Yeah, and we have a lot of good industry knowledge from campground accounting. Um, you know, we work with campgrounds 
all over the U.S. So um, hopefully we can bring you some value here in the next coming episodes and in this one as well. And um, yeah. And the other piece of working with campgrounds is we also camp. <laughs> We've been camping for a long while now in all different variations of camping, all the way starting from tent to pop up the travel trailer to now class a motor coach we love to see the country gives us a unique perspective Mm -hmm. to see what's going on in the campground industry and we bring that back to help our owners know hey what do people like and what's what are new things that are Mm -hmm. going on in the industry yeah and kind of as well it also helps campground owners just to find some of the trends that you know they're not a lot some campground owners go and camp but some are so busy in their own park that they don't have a chance to, you know, go visit other places and see what's going on and, um, you know, get the industry knowledge that we have and working with so many campgrounds, we get industry knowledge that nobody else has. So, yeah, not many CPAs know the difference between a 30 amp plug and a 50 amp plug, but (laughs) you bet we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 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 So, Stay tuned and subscribe to the podcast now so you don't miss out on any of this exciting stuff that will be coming your way soon. So let's move into our first segment, which is the latest campground news. Yeah, we're going to take a look at some uh, common articles, things that are coming out to keep you abreast of what's going on. And the first one that Zach found today was uh, an interesting one about some wildfires uh, in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And... We have a controversy. Those, these wildfires were in Isle Royale. It's or? definitely Isle Royale. Could it's got to be Isle Royale. It's spelled with an E at the end. We have visited there, and uh, it was a really cool place. It's an island. You take a ferry either from Wisconsin or the Upper Peninsula of Michigan out to this island that's about three hours, I think, the boat ride was. Yeah. And we stayed out there overnight because it's too far to go for one day and come mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Uh, it's a really remote, cool island and uh, hiking. There's some campgrounds mm-hmm. there. You can only hike into campgrounds. So mm-hmm. not like you're not going to take your travel trailer there yeah. or your pop-up yeah, it's or all anything tent like sites. that. You're going you're gonna to be on foot and carry mm-hmm. all your stuff with you. Um, I think for the camping, if I remember right, they drop you off on the boat like on yeah. a Friday and maybe come back and pick you up the yeah. week later. Yeah, I remember they had something. I don't remember if it was exactly that, but I remember they did have something cool um, to where you went in and you stayed there a few days yeah. and then they'd take you back. So. And I think about the only thing I remember on the island was there was one little restaurant and there's mm-hmm. some little cottages. We stayed yeah. in a cottage overnight there and uh, went out fishing. But it's a shame to see they've had these wildfires. It says it was a 10-acre wildfire. Yeah. Um, but it was a beautiful country and the quietest place you'll ever be. You can't hear anything. Yeah, yeah. Because there's nobody there. There's yeah. no cars. There's no roads. Yeah. There's really just the boats that come and go and just a couple of people that stay on the island besides the campers. Yep. And the occasional moose. Yep. Or wolf, maybe. Or wolf, yeah. You could get attacked by a wolf. Yeah. Always a possibility. <laughs> yeah, we had some great fishing there, though. We yeah, I remember that. We had a lot of fish and mm-hmm. yeah. had a, a bumpy little ride home on the yeah. boat. But yeah, I remember trip. being sick on the ride back. And I remember, I think the boat left really early, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe not even really early, but I just thought it was really early or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably, that's probably it. You probably it was, didn't really think. Now it's what time I always get up, but... 
it's at the about time. Six yeah. years ago, so it yeah. might have been early to you then. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All yep. right. You so we hope all is well with those wildfires. And it, uh, the other thing to pay particular attention to is um, these wildfires happen because it's dry. It's not been raining much. But people have to do their part because if this is an area where it's just people, that wildfire mm-hmm. probably started by somebody doing something a little careless. So I always like to take yeah. care of nature and make sure that um, don't mm-hmm. do anything that could cause yeah. that kind of an incident. Yeah. Be careful on your camping. Yeah. But the battle goes on, whether it's Royal or Royale. So weigh in for us. Comment. Drop a, drop a, drop comment, a comment and let us know. Let us know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave us a review and on Spotify and on your favorite platforms as well. Uh, You can all, if you're listening, audio listeners, you can also go watch the video for this podcast and see our epic logo behind us on YouTube. So, yeah. Check it out. Moving on to our our second topic. Um, The headline reads, RV industry expert says millennials drive RV sales in Indiana modern campground. So you want to give us a little context on that one? Yeah, we've had a lot of talk about, um, you know, it used to be people thought old retired people. That's your marketplace for camping. But obviously that has changed a tremendous amount over probably the past five to seven years, especially. Mm -hmm. And COVID really made a big change to that. Now one of the biggest groups of consumers are millennials. Mm -hmm. So your 18 to 34 year olds right now are driving the market. And there's no signs of slowdown, even with the price of gas and the interest rates going up. Millennials look at this as a new way of life, not just something Mm -hmm. to do in free time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, watch uh, what you want to do with that information is to make sure you reassess what your campground is doing. Do you have amenities that please the millennials that Mm -hmm. bring them in? You want to make sure you've got access to good information about Mm -hmm. area bike trails, hiking, or uh, outdoor events especially. Um, And they are are really focused on the experience more yeah. so than ever. So make sure that you're providing the experience when you're camping. People aren't just coming just to pay money for a place to park for the night. They want an experience. So that's one of the things that I always talk to our mm-hmm. clients about is looking at what can you do to make your experience a great value mm-hmm. for your consumers. Yeah, and I know you like you've always told me especially with some of our other niches that we work with, but especially campgrounds, the selling the experience first, just selling the stay is so important to, you know, the success of these campgrounds, especially, you know, when it comes to some of these overnight parks, you know, some people originally, they book it and they say, you know, well, we just need a place to stay. But if you can provide them a great experience, they're definitely more likely to stay there again and to recommend it to other people, which who doesn't like a good recommendation or a good, um, you know, a good review on any of your yeah. platforms. So. And that's a good point, too. Millennials. Who are your reviewers online? Mm-hmm. Millennials. Yeah. So yeah. make sure you're reminding them that if they did have a great time to mm-hmm. post a review on the socials or... Yeah. Uh, get an Instagram video. I yeah. recently saw uh, at Buena Vista uh, Motor Coach Resort in Alabama, mm-hmm. somebody posted a review of a site and took a tour and posted mm-hmm. it on TikTok. 
Oh my gosh, that thing's had a ton of views. Yeah. And they're getting calls of people reserving because they saw that video on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. definitely That's... make sure that you're not missing out on that marketplace and that mm -hmm. your experiences are geared towards mm -hmm. the younger crowd and not just the older crowd. Yeah. I wonder why that is, why there's so many more millennials. I mean, um, you don't think that there's that many out there, but there's a lot more. Like when you look at these numbers that we're seeing on this article here, there's like a lot more than you would think. Yeah, and you know? there's a lot of millennials now hitting the road, even with kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know of a couple personally where they're full-time RVers and they've got young, young kids. Um, they started full-timing when their kids were, I think, three and five probably before they started school, but they realized that the experience their kids are getting on the road versus the experience they would get sitting in a standard classroom uh, offers a whole lot of advantages and varieties. And mm -hmm. the parents really want their kids to feel that experience rather than just book book knowledge. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and I'm sure Zach can benefit the, you know, having before we started traveling the country, mm -hmm. um, you know, you could read in a book all about Yellowstone or about yeah. mountains. Or... Yeah, it's completely different when you go to these places. I mean, these places are insanely beautiful and just awesome places to be. And just learning about yeah. how so many different parts of the country are so different. Mm -hmm. It's almost yeah. like you're in another country. Yeah, you know, as a good example of that was the Grand Canyon. Yeah. It's like you don't realize how big that thing is. You know, you look at pictures of it, and wow, it's pretty big. Wow, that's that's pretty big. How about that? And you go there, and it's just, wow, how massive that thing is. Yeah. You know, we took a, you remember, you, I don't know if you went or not, but we did a helicopter tour. Yeah, that was you and Dad. Uh, yeah, me and Dad went and did a helicopter tour over the top of it, and that that was awesome. That was Yeah, it's, it's stunning, and, you know, I... Growing up all my life, I'd seen pictures of the Grand Canyon. I never realized how flat it was yeah. around there. Yeah, You just yeah. drive up and all of a sudden there's a hole <laughs> in the earth. Uh, and yeah. it's a massive hole. Yeah. but Yeah, uh, that was a pretty cool You know, trip. just the knowledge and the experience of seeing those places mm -hmm. and meeting people from different parts of the country along the journey mm -hmm. are really incredible things from an education perspective, too. Yeah. So yeah, the Grand Canyon, I mean, it was almost like it wasn't even real how when you were there. Like Yeah. You know, it was stuff. almost it was almost like it was in the dinosaur ages. Yeah. You know? And even some of the other places when we went out to Yellowstone and we went through South Dakota, who would have thought Sioux Falls was such a beautiful place? Yeah. I I mean I still I would have never said if somebody said, where, where do we go on vacation? Say, hmm, how about we go to Sioux Falls? But it was a beautiful place. Now, yeah. granted, I don't only want to be there about three months <laughs> out of the year. I don't want to deal with the winter and the snow. But yeah. some neat places that we probably never mm. would have set foot on if it weren't for yeah. camping. Yeah. And speaking of the dinosaur ages, let's move in to our next story. Yeah, this is really cool. Uh, shout out to Camper's App. Now, Camper's App is an app that campgrounds use to uh, talk about, like, the events and the goings-on mm. in their park or to make announcements to their guests, kind of like their own little intranet app. Um, but Amp Camper's App released two dinosaur-themed, um, what is it, uh, 
what reality? Like is it? Ver, uh, augmented, oh, augmented reality. reality. Yeah. I yeah. The word. <laughs> yeah, augmented reality. So they have this one basically where you can see a T Rex hatch in your campground. So there's a picture of like an RV backed in, and they got the T Rex is in uh, augmented reality where he's like hatched in the campground. How awesome is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would have gone crazy if you'd seen that one as a kid. I know, even as an adult, I want to go try it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for a place that has this. So yeah. in the comments below, if you know of a campground where you have seen them doing this with Campers app. Or if you have it, or let us know. Because we I might be swinging this. by, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll, yeah, I'll plan a trip just to go see that. That would be awesome. And they also have a second one, which is a dino egg hunt, where the kids can do like an egg hunt throughout your park to find them, and they mark them off on the app. Um, and it's got some augmented reality with that too. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I so. can't wait to go to a campground that has that. <laughs> that would be neat. I mean, and like when we were talking about it earlier, we were talking about these experiences. That's an experience. Like if you're like eight years old and you go to a campground and a dinosaur hatches in front of you, you're going to be like for weeks, you're going to be like, well, I was at so-and-so campground and a dinosaur hatched. <laughs> And, you know, people are going to look at this kid and be like, this kid is out of his mind. <laughs> but that kid is going to remember that forever. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's... Just like you remember Yogi Bear coming to put oh, you yeah. in bed in the camper, <laughs> you won't forget that. And, and yeah. like, there'll be things I tell you about two years ago that you don't remember. Yeah. But you're going to remember a dinosaur hatching at your camp. I mean, I can't remember what I had for dinner last <laughs> night. And I eat chicken and rice three meals a day. How hard is that? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Campers app. I got to find a place that's got this going on so we can come check it out. Mm -hmm. So let us know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So another thing that we've been seeing in campgrounds recently is there's a lot of celebrities camping yeah. in campgrounds. Yeah. You know? We've had some recent run-ins. Yeah. So uh, we were in New Orleans, um, and we didn't realize it at the time, but uh, the Final Four was going on, and we didn't know that before our trip. We were going to see Darius Rucker in concert. It was one of my Christmas presents from my husband. And um, we got to the park, and uh, this was a night or two before the concert. About 10 o'clock at night, we see a uh, like, couple of vehicles pulling in and a big, giant bus. So we're thinking, hey, that's got to be somebody. Normal people aren't pulling in at 10 o'clock at night with an entourage. So my first thought, obviously, is, oh, my goodness, Darius Rucker's here. we got to see this. <laughs> now, it wasn't that good, but um, it turned out it was the bus from um, the Daily the Wire, Wire show. Yep. And it was Crane and Company that came in to do their sports events mm -hmm. for the Final Four. And they had a bunch of interviews and shows lined up to do there. So really cool. Guess who's in the hot tub the next morning? Uh-huh. Uh, we got to meet uh, the Crane and Company guys and hang with them a little bit. Mm -hmm. Awesome folks. And if you don't know who that is, that's like the uh, the Daily Wire has obviously they have their regular news but this is just like a sports channel kind of on the side of it but it's owned by daily wire but they were going to commentate over the final four yeah and that's why they were in their bus yeah. there yeah. yeah and i was disappointed i saw the next day on uh or maybe two days after on uh facebook and instagram that they were hanging with the guys from the impractical jokers we're that's big like fans. our favorite show 
But and Practical Jokers, if you see this, you better comment <laughs> down below. Yeah, yeah. I expect to see all of you commenting yep. on, to, on that. Yeah. But we missed them. But we did get to see Crane and Company. Good folks. Check out their show. They do a great job. And then uh, just recently, we escaped to the mountains of Virginia for a long weekend. Yeah. And that's and, where Dad's from. So yeah, uh, he's from there. So they didn't really go to, you know, just to go hang yeah. out in the mountains of Virginia. They were going back to see what yeah. was going on in Galax. And so, so we were yeah. at Deer Park Motor Coach Resort. They're checking it out, and a really cool place. And it's about a twenty degree drop in temperature, so we escaped the heat a little bit. And um, the one of the ladies working there was giving us a tour. And she said, did you see who our guest was? And every sign or every site had a little sign out there with the people's name and who's coming in. And um, it was like a little welcome sign. And sure enough, Alfonso Roberto was there from uh, America's AFV. Funniest yeah. Home Videos. And, and you know Carlton. him. Everybody yeah. knows Carlton, yeah. the Carlton yeah. dance. Um and so we we didn't even realize it. And he had been playing baseball with his kids out in the field right behind the RV. So um, I didn't realize it. And then I heard him laugh. And I knew that was him. Yeah. I recognized it. But super nice people. They, too, are another case where they have three kids traveling with them mm -hmm. and their dog. And they were stopping over on the way to go to a farm. They stay, I think, probably Harvest Host. But they like to just stop off at farms and let their kids see the farm life. And, you know, obviously from L.A., they don't probably yeah. see a lot of farm animals and things. Yeah. But they were on an educational <laughs> venture with their kids, too. Well, the funny story was what Dad told them. They were over <laughs> there playing baseball in the field. And Dad went over there real serious. And he said, um, what did he say? He said something like, you better be careful playing in that field over there. And... um then they then they were all worried. They were like, "Why?" And then he said, "Well, if you better watch out, or you if you mess up and get hit in the face, you're gonna end up on that one one of those AFV shows, or what was it? <laughs> one, a of home, funny video one of those shows. funny video shows." <laughs> he laughed and he got yeah. it then, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was a really good spirit yeah. and uh, good good guy, really nice yeah. and very friendly. Um, and then, of course, too, we have one other celebrity that's in the news recently uh, dealing with mm -hmm. RVs. We got good old Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> not only is he a singer, dancer, actor, and burger extraordinaire, he now owns Airstream dealers in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. So, that guy's got a lot of stuff going on for him. He, very diversified. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He does not have all of his eggs in one basket. No, that's for sure. His T-Rex eggs are, let's say, <laughs> hatching all over the place. Yeah, throughout campgrounds. <laughs> throughout campgrounds, yeah. So, we'll keep keep your eyes out. Yeah. We're watching for the celebrities. Yep, yep, yep. See what happens. So, comment down below if you've seen any celebrities yeah. in the parks. And we, we're just wondering, if, you know, who's come to your park, you know? Yeah, So definitely. So... The next thing we wanted to talk about a little bit was um, a lot of people talking about building small RV parks. You know, we have a lot of, in South Carolina, especially um, over by the coast on Myrtle Beach, we have Ocean Lakes, which is one of the biggest, one of the biggest yeah, campgrounds. Mega parks. Mega parks, yep. And there's a lot of big parks and everybody, nobody wants to, well, I won't say nobody wants to own that, but a lot of people 
would rather have a small little park. And I know a lot of people are big business people and they would rather make money than make a good park. Or, well, not make a good park, but rather, or money is a higher priority, sorry. Um, but, well, <laughs> but anyway, the mega parks, you know, not everybody wants a mega park. Some people want a smaller park, so. Yeah, there's a new trend I'm seeing a lot of interest in, and I keep hearing people say, well, I'm thinking about starting small and maybe kind of building. Maybe I'll just have five sites to start with. And they're wanting advice on how to do that. And I'm I'm on the fence about this a little bit. It yeah. seems kind of, I don't know if it's, it can be done in a way that is really profitable. Now, if you're looking at it just as a hobby, like yeah. I own my house here and I got some extra land, maybe I'll put in a couple mm -hmm. of sites. Yeah, that's possible, but yeah. I don't know if you're going to be able to turn that little venture into a business. Yeah. Well, I know from like a marketing standpoint, which is, you know, most of the stuff I do here is marketing related as far as, you know, I do social media and website stuff and blogs and videos and obviously this podcast and stuff like that. But from a marketing standpoint, that's got to be really hard to market. How do you market five sites? Isn't I don't that. Know. It, do you market the individual site? Like, do you put it on Airbnb? And it, then again, who's going to... Are people who are bringing their camper going to look on Airbnb? There are some sites on there. Um, and there's more kind of the Harvest Host kind of crowd may look there. But the real problem I have is, like, from an economies of scale. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really hard to put a lot of capital. If you figure an average single RV site, in a park probably runs anywhere from we used to say 15,000 a site. I've heard numbers up to 50,000 a site now mm -hmm. with the cost of everything rising. But to do that on a small individual scale, I think it's got to be the case where somebody says, "Hey, I have the background to do most of these things myself and not hire it out." Mm -hmm. Maybe that could work. Um but there are some tax issues to be dealt with, too. Yeah. Is this a hobby or is it a business? Yeah. And if it's a hobby, um, kind of the, the inner workings of the tax code are, if this is a hobby and you're not doing it to earn a profit, you're mm -hmm. not that you have to be profitable right away, but you have to have a motive to be yeah. profitable. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that, that means that the income you earn is taxable, but the expenses are not deductible. Mm. So that could have some bad consequences if you yeah. don't dig in and really, yeah. you have to show a profit. I, I just feel like it'd be really hard to make any sort of money or make a profit on five sites. And you, you know? still have to have the maintenance yeah. of those sites. Well, and if you think, like you had if you think of sites. the most expensive park in the world... You know, they still have all these normal areas that they have to have, like a guest shop, a uh, thing. But they're one place. They're not something right. that you need on every site. So you're still going to have all those expenses, having a camp store, having, uh, you know. Yeah. Even amenity-wise, yeah. you're not going to be able to offer amenities. Yeah, you're not going to have a pool or a hot tub. And if you are, you're going to be out of business. Yeah, because you can't pay <laughs> for it. Yeah. Sites. yeah. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. We'll have to watch that trend and see how it goes. I'm yeah. curious to see who is making headway with that yeah. 
and see if they're able to successfully turn it from yeah. that initial three to five sites into a full-size campground. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep no. an eye out. Yeah. I wonder if you could do it as a rental property. Perhaps. And that would, again, I guess on tax law, obviously there's no one-size-fits-all. You have to make sure the situation works. Um, yeah. But that may be a case where you could do something like that. Yeah. It might, it might make more sense if it was a camper there and it was like a glamping sort of thing. I guess you might be able to throw it on Airbnb or something like that. But Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like it would just be impossible to market five sites, yeah. three to five sites. It, and the costs are still the same for half of the park. Right. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So, you still got to have infrastructure yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's something that we'll have to... in the few episodes we'll come back to that topic and we'll see what kind of is going on in the industry as far as how that's coming along and if you know if that's a that could be i don't know i could be wrong that could be a super successful trend and really easy to market but could be a boutique type thing yeah yeah comes about yeah we'll come back to that in a future episode and see and maybe it could also be a a new entry into the marketplace for yeah with the electric part of this coming through Maybe electric RVs and electric cars. Yeah. Um, maybe you can do some things a little bit mm-hmm. easier when it comes to that because yeah. you may have some people being a little more off the grid Yeah. some of the solar options coming into play. Yeah, I've seen in a lot of these, you know, I'm in some of the campground Facebook groups and I know you're in a lot more than I am, but uh, from campground accounting social media pages, I'm in there too. Um, but I see a lot of uh, campground owners talking about People who would bring their car and charge it on the campgrounds, uh, yeah, on the campgrounds pedestal. Yeah, I, I wonder see. what's the deal is going to be with that because if I you know they're saying all electric cars by right. whatever year, I don't remember what year it was, but I'm seeing know. a lot of uh, potential issues come into play because the cost is significantly different. Um, you know, if somebody's not only using the electricity for their RV, and even now. With some RVs, it used to be we had one air conditioner. Well, now, then it became two, and now we're even seeing three. So the electric use and the general cost of electric has dramatically increased Mm -hmm. with all of the energy changes we've got going on. So I think the cost of charging cars along with it, it's going to bring about some change to the industry, whether that's, extra costs or extra fees for that kind of like they used to do with washing a, an yeah. rv um or it could even be they start metering electric daily yeah i've heard yeah. rumblings of that too with now metering yeah. because of the internet and having wi-fi you can meter easier than yeah. the old days of rocking around with a piece of paper and mm-hmm. jotting it down perhaps yeah. we'll go to metering that may curb yeah. some of the waste in energy too yeah um, we've all seen, and I may have even been a victim of, or not a victim, but a, a somebody who did, um, leaving the door open. Allegedly. 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 I might have seen a friend do that. I've definitely um, never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever left the door to the RV open. Ever. Ever. While the air conditioner's running and it's 62 degrees inside. Yes. Yes. I've yeah. never, ever done that. Ever. Nope. No, no that would never be. do that. Nobody we know. No. Yep. That would be like a sin to God to do that. <laughs> that would be awful. Who would ever do that? 
know. <laughs> Wouldn't be me, that's for sure. No, but, but they you may know, cause people to yeah. think a little more. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, the cost of these electric cars, you know, it doesn't cost that much to charge a car. It's going to cost twenty or thirty dollars. But if you got, you know, what's the average amount of sites? I don't know. Maybe what's fifty, 50 sites? Fifty times twenty times per day. That's that a lot. Up. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a pretty significant number. And yeah. and that's not to say, like, there are some people, just like with the RV electricity, who may not need to charge their car. Yeah. But they do it because it's there. Yeah. And because they can. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know, we're talking about energy conservation, but yet it seems like it's going the exact yeah. opposite direction with being more wasteful and more yeah. costly for energy yeah. rather than saving us a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's interesting. That's another one that we'll have to come back to on the podcast and talk about that because I'll be interested to see, like, in a few years, is this, like, going to be something that gets really serious? and is, Or is this just going to kind of be a fad that kind of passes on? And, yeah, you know, what are going to be the results of this kind of stuff? Um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what the outcome of these kind of things are going to be. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to have... Uh... I've talked with Wild Energy at some conferences, and they're yeah. one of the leaders in the industry to do the metering and mm-hmm. uh, the Wi-Fi reading of all those meters. So maybe we'll get them on as a yeah. future guest to that'd be, that'd be a good take guess. a look at this trend. All right. Well, that's all we have for you today in this episode. Uh, make sure to like on YouTube and subscribe on YouTube and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Feel free to leave us a comment if you're on YouTube or leave us a review on whatever your platform is, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast. I don't know what you use nowadays. I use Overcast, but a lot of people use a lot of other things. And a lot of people, when I say Overcast, well, I don't know, there's probably somebody listening right now It's like, what in the heck is Overcast? But um, besides the point, please leave us a review. It's really going to go a long way to help us reach not only more campground owners, but more people to bring on as guests to help you out in your campground. We hope that you brought we brought you some value today, and we hope that we can continue to bring you value over the next few episodes of Campground Compass. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Campground Compass. I'm so glad you joined us. Check out the show notes and more of our seasoned advice at campgroundcompasspodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to explore the archives for previous episodes. And if you never want to miss a single audio adventure in four-season business growth, subscribe to this podcast here and on YouTube. If you like what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes. It would be very much appreciated. Friends on social media, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Campground Compass. Until next time, stay savvy.